Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. Hi sis, welcome to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose behind this podcast and online ministry is to help beautiful women like yourself know, love, and live God's truth. Not only will this be a space of truthful, faith-filled talks, it will also be a place where we let God's word speak for itself because God's truth speaks. My name is Tara, and I'm your host, but you can call me your sister. Join me each week as we talk about the truth of God's Word and how it can ignite us with purpose. We'll talk about God's Word, how we're called to live, challenging topics, and grow in faith together. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to encourage and equip our hearts. Let's be women who love His truth, live His truth, and spread His truth. Okay, sis, raise your hand if you've ever been in a situation where you needed to hear God's voice, but you didn't know how. Or raise your hand if you've heard people in the church say, you should hear God's voice, listen to God's voice. But you're like, how in the world do I practically do that? What does God's voice actually sound like? And is it actually limited to hearing his audible voice? Or are there other ways we can hear from him? So friend, welcome back to another episode of Truth Talks with Tara. I am so beyond excited to introduce my friend Casey Nicole. She is a Christian YouTuber, Instagrammer, content creator for the Lord, so biblically rooted and so passionate about encouraging others to spend time with the Lord and to grow in their faith. Today I am interviewing her and we're going to be talking about how to hear and discern the voice of God. If you've ever wanted to know what the word says about it and how to hear God's voice, how to cut out the noise of the world because let's be honest it's loud social media real life all the things just really invites a lot of noise and confusion and we can be stuck when we make decisions or when we're just living day-to-day life so if you're interested in hearing more please make sure to continue on listening to this episode screenshot it and tag casey and i if you enjoyed hearing about how to hear and discern god's voice and make sure to spread it to other people who may be just craving that same knowledge. So without further ado, I know you're excited, so am I. Here's my conversation with Casey. 
Hi, Casey. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I have been looking forward to this so much. And I, you guys, I'm literally pumped because Casey and I have connected. I don't know how long we've like followed each other online. It's probably been a couple years. And so we've become, I think so. Yeah, yeah. we've become such good friends. And I'm not only so excited for her wisdom she's going to bring, but just having her today. Um, You guys are going to fall in love with her if you haven't already. Casey, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Tara. I am so excited to get to do this with you. So excited about this conversation and just love you and what you do and the content you put out. And so I'm excited for this conversation. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Casey. Please, if people don't know you yet, they are going to get to know you so well. And I'm sure hit that follow later. Please introduce yourself. Let us know who you are, what you do and all that good stuff. Yeah. So my name is Casey. My middle name is Nicole. And that's what I sort of go by on online. Um, I live in the Bay Area and I'm a Christian YouTuber, blogger, Instagrammer. Lately, I've gotten really into the reels. So that's been fun. Um, And really, the yeah, they're so fun. Um, Really, the heart (laughs) in my content, I love creating content that's going to encourage people in their walk with God and encourage them to get into the word of God. For me, I grew up really in a Christian home and going to a Christian school, but it's probably only been within my 20s, I'm 28 now, that I've really um, had Bible reading be a consistent part of my daily routine and just seeing how it has transformed my life and what a vital part of our walk with God that that is. And so that's really Mm -hmm. a heart in so much of my content and doing Bible study videos and vlogs where I kind of showcase what that looks like in day-to-day life. But yeah, that's a little bit about me and what I do. Yes, I love that. Your Bible study videos are my favorite and the dedication you have to YouTube is amazing. I feel like it's hard to find Christian YouTubers. Like some, sometimes people ask me and I'm like, uh, Casey and like a few other people. But and Tara. I, oh my gosh, I have slacked so much. Girl, you're killing it's so the podcast. Like, what'd you say? I said, but you're killing it with the podcast. Oh gosh, thank you. I mean, honestly, the podcast has been such a new love and I'm so thankful for it. I just hope people understand. I'm like, it's so hard to do all the things even though you want to. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Okay, so before we move on to our conversation, Casey, I always love to ask my friends what they're currently loving, like a product or anything in their life. It can be silly, it can be serious, whatever, um, just so we can like get on this goodness and like kind of get to know you a little bit more. Yeah. So I actually just moved into an apartment about a month ago and I have just been enjoying like all of the home stuff, decor and all of the stuff that comes with that. But one thing specifically, and not going to lie, I feel a little bit bougie saying this, (laughs) but um, my roommate, her parents got an espresso for her for Christmas. And so I had never used one before, but the coffee is just so creamy and frothy. And that has been something I've just been enjoying waking up to in the morning and making. They're honestly so fancy looking too. So they're, they're like bougie looking and <laughs> right. <laughs> I, um, I went on vacation with some friends and he literally brought his Nespresso cause we live in Oregon. He what? literally brought his Nespresso down to California because he loves it so much. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so we had them in the mornings. What like is your favorite? Cause I know there's like, they're like pods, right? So do you like light or dark coffee or like what's kind of your favorite coffee concoction? I'm kind of a medium roast girl. I'm not sure the name. I'm still kind of like learning the names of all the pods and stuff, but um, typically go for a medium roast. And then lately I've been using the nut pods creamer to go in it because I'm doing a whole 30 right now. Um, And it's probably the dairy free. Yeah. So enjoying that. Just creamy and delicious. 
Oh my gosh, yum. Yum. I wish I was that level. I think I'm kind of a medium <laughs> roast too. Um, I don't like the super dark. My dad loves it super bitter, but um, just give me all the creamer too. Or like exactly. the milk. <laughs> creamer is the reason to drink coffee. Literally. And I'm not ashamed about it. Like some people nope. are like, Tara, someday you'll grow up and then you'll drink black coffee. I'm like, I hope not. Like I like my coffee. <laughs> if that's what being an adult is, then like, I don't need it. You know, <laughs> I, I really, I, I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. You know. <laughs> amazing oh my gosh I love it and I'm so glad that you brought up the Nespresso I feel like everyone's favorite thing lately has been like something coffee related which like I don't even blame them I love it I probably would say the same thing (laughs) it's just a happy part of the day you know honestly honestly okay so you guys heard it here Casey Nicole the Casey Nicole recommends (laughs) the Nespresso and the Nut Pods creamer so let us know if you try it (laughs) I love that Casey, I'm so excited for this conversation, though. I have been, we both have been praying over so much and just Mm -hmm. really excited because not only is it just a really big part of our walk as Christians, it's also something that I think a lot of us struggle with. Like, honestly, I struggled with it a lot. I still do. And honestly, everyone that's listening to, I'm sure that it's obvious to all of us that we're living in such a culture, especially within the last couple of years, I feel like with mm-hmm. so much noise and static, if you will, and just so much information and it can be so overwhelming and loud. And I would be lying and I'm sure Casey, maybe you can attest at times too, like with our mm-hmm. online presences, it can be really tempting to want to shut down social media or the news mm-hmm. or just like the noise in life. And so in today's episode, since we're all feeling the weight of the world and its noise, I'm sure, Casey and I wanted to deep dive into how to hear and discern God's voice. It's hard enough to um, hear God's voice and actually know if it's him, but then we add other people's voices and opinions and social media and things get really foggy. So Casey, I'm so, so looking forward to what God is going to bring through you today. Um, Let's start with what does God's word have to say with this? Like, let's root ourselves there. Let's talk about some scriptures that maybe tell us like what God's voice is and how to hear it. Yeah, for sure. So this, like we talked about before, is something that I've really personally been wrestling through and just um, that God's been bringing me back to a lot. And so I'm definitely so excited about this conversation. And one of the verses that I like to start with that I always kind of come back to for this topic and honestly, so many other things is Romans 12, 2. And it Mm -hmm. says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And I think, like you said, Tara, especially these past couple of years in 2020 and now 2021, there is unquestionably so much noise in our culture, so many opinions and perspectives and even just the day-to-day of living in a time where we have social media and text messages that can pop up at any second of the day. There's just so much noise. And this verse, I love it because it is saying to not be conformed to the world, to not take the shape or to begin to look like the world around us or to be um, conformed by this noise that is around us, but to be instead transformed by the renewal of our minds, um, which happens by God's word. And, And the second part of that verse, it goes in and saying that by testing, you may be able to discern what is the will of God. And so as a prerequisite for knowing the will of God or being able to discern that, knowing what God wants for us, this verse is literally saying that in order to do that, we need to first allow our minds to be renewed in the word of God so that our thoughts are his thoughts. Um, there's, yeah. I grew up going to a 
summer camp um, in for through youth group. And it's the same one I still now go to as a youth leader with uh, the girls from my church. But there's this spot on the lake at this summer camp called the Cove. And it's essentially this little inlet where there's a bunch of rocks and people can mm-hmm. climb up the rocks and sort of slide down them like a water slide. And because they're super smooth and there's just a lot of water running down them. And you have to look at them, these rocks, and kind of st- take a step back and say, how did these rocks become so smooth? Because oh, yeah, yeah, they're these massive rocks with I mean, boulders really, and they're smooth enough that they can be used as a water slide. And the reason those rocks are so smooth is because water has been consistently and continually rushing over them over Mm. time. And it is that consistent, continual running over of the water of those rocks that is allowing them to take that shape and to become smooth. And those rocks didn't become smooth because one drop of water hit them one time. Mm. And those rocks didn't become smooth because one drop of water hit them one time. That wouldn't do anything. But those rocks became smooth because it was consistent. And it is the same thing with God's word. Our minds are going to be shaped by what is around us. And if the majority of where we're allowing our influence to come from is culture and the noise around us, then our thoughts and opinions are going to be shaped by that noise. But if we are renewing them in God's word, then they're going to take the shape of that and and be transformed like this verse talks about. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love the imagery that you painted for us. Like I remember going to this um, spot about a couple hours away from us last year. And I was thinking the same exact thing. Like I saw these giant rocks and there were smooth parts and you could tell that like they had just been worked over like for years Mm -hmm. and years and years. And I'm like, how, like that can't happen just overnight. It can't happen even in a week. It just like takes like almost years and months of like being beaten down in a way. Um, And I love how Mm -hmm. you mentioned too that like if we are like Romans 12 too says, if we are being, conform to the world and to the world's noise we're not going to be able to hear Christ which like Mm -hmm. Paul says in Romans 2 or Romans 12 that that's the goal is to be conformed to Christ and to let his word renew that and so and now we're going to get into some more practical things but since we're on this verse what does that look like to um like really let the word like to conform to the word and let that like permeate our lives yeah, I think it's exactly what you were saying that it can't it can't just happen one time, you know. I think that when especially when it comes to hearing God's voice and discerning how he might be guiding or trying to make a decision, I think that sometimes we want to be able to do the thing where we flip open our Bible and see what verse it lands on and that's what he's saying. But mm, I think that yeah. that's essentially the equivalent of, you know, putting that one drop of water on the stone and hoping that it's going to make an impact on it when mm, yeah. really it's the day in and day out showing up to spend that time with God and open his word every day. And and through that, we're going to gain a familiarity with it. We're going to learn what his voice sounds like over time. And what scripture says is going to begin to transform our minds and shape the way that we think about things and the way that we even view things like right or wrong or how we form our opinions. And that just really happens over time as we let it saturate our minds and as we study what God has to say in his word. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that sometimes that's not the easiest like reality to face. It's like, yeah, like Casey said, it's not like just a drop and you can do it over a day. It's one of those answers that can be hard because it's like, yeah, it takes time. It takes consistent showing up, consistently Mm -hmm. reminding yourself who God is, like why he's worth pursuing. And I just let, I just love to think of this idea, like think about like a relationship in your life, any relationship, friendship, romantic relationship. And 
like what happens Mm -hmm. if you don't put the time in to spend with that person you're not gonna like let's be honest you're not going to grow in intimacy to know that person more but if you do spend the time whether that be talking every day on the phone or seeing each other once a week and pouring over coffee together for hours and talking about life like that relationship is going to grow and so I feel like that's the same thing with what Casey just said of like just repeatedly being with the Lord um, because if we don't know his word, we're going to get so tripped up by the noise. Yeah, so good. I love that you said that analogy of just comparing it to a friendship or a romantic relationship because I think for those types of human relationships, it's so obvious to us that that is how they're going to grow. And then it comes to God and we can feel like, oh, like, how do we do this? How do we hear from him? How do we know him more? And really, it's just such similar principles of you would grow close to a friend Really, it's just such simple principles of that you would grow close to a friend in spending time with them in talking to them. And that is exactly how we do that with God as well. Yeah, that's beautiful. So I guess this just leads me to the next point. And I've been wrestling with this a lot, too, because I think it gets to the root of the issue. Like, how are we as Christians? Like, does God say any ways in the scripture, like how we as Christians are supposed to respond to the noise and like what actually maybe is this noise in the world? Because we can say this fancy word, but like what things could be considered Mm -hmm. noise and um, distracting from hearing God's voice? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think there's so many things that could be considered noise, like we talked about social media and the news, and even I think sometimes really good things of just filling our lives with busyness, even if it's good things. But um, there's a story. So I actually, uh, in addition to doing content, I work full time for a utility company. And with that, a couple years back, we went and visited a power plant down by the ocean. And it was this giant power plant that essentially takes in ocean water and converts that into energy to be used. And so as sort of like a work field trip, we went there and we're doing a tour of this place and we're walking around all day and there's so many sounds. There's, you know, the ocean waves crashing up against the building, the seagulls, the sound of all Mm -hmm. these machines making these noises. And we get to this point in the tour where we're going to go into the room where they house all the big generators. And so in order to go into this room, they gave us these special earplugs that we had to put in to protect ourselves because it was so loud in there. And so I put in the earplugs and walk into this room and the door shuts behind me. And all of a sudden everything is muted because I have these earplugs in. And before I could hear all these sounds of like the generators and the the noises from the ocean and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden I couldn't hear any of that, but I was hyper aware of everything happening inside of me. So I had, I just heard like my heartbeat pounding in my ears and um, heard like all my breaths and stuff like that. And it was as if the fact that these earplugs had tuned out all of this outside noise had made me aware of all of the noise sort of inside of again, like my heartbeat and all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't like my heart wasn't beating before all throughout the day. It was, but the reality is, Mm -hmm. is it was just being drowned out by all of the external noises. And I think that biblically we see that it's a similar thing with hearing God speak. There's a story in first Kings 19, I love, and it's the story of Elijah and uh, God is speaking to him and 
it says that there is this loud earthquake and there's a fire and there's a wind. But in each of those things, it says that God was not in those things, but then he spoke to him in this still small voice. And so I think, yeah, we need to be able to tune out that outside noise so that we can hear God speaking in that still small voice. And mm-hmm. and if we kind of take that story of the power plant, I think practically like some earplugs some things we can do is creating different spiritual disciplines in our lives of yeah. prayer, Bible reading, taking time to be um, silent and alone, fasting, practicing the Sabbath. And um, it's really just creating space and from some of those noisy things like we talked about. And I think a huge one in our time is social media and just being on our phones. And so one really practical thing that I try to do is to not go on my phone in the morning before I've spent that time with God, because Mm -hmm. I think the second we allow that noise in, it's really hard to sort of reel it all back in and get to that place where we can be still and quiet again. Yeah. I think what's hard for me to accept sometimes too, I really struggle with thinking that I'm stronger than I actually am. Mm -hmm. It's a personal thing that I have. I think just as humans, we do. And same girl. Oh, girl. (laughs) As Christians, like I've been so aware even this week of the fact that like I got to be honest with myself and what I struggle with. Like I think Mm -hmm. we all struggle with some kind of noise. Like Casey was saying, like it can be something seemingly good. Like it could be like I'm just it could be a relationship. Maybe um, it could be the social media, like even the cool Instagram um, Christian influencers, influencers you follow. It just all depends on how we're letting that noise influence us and if it's truly good noise and so I just this week have been like okay God like just humble me and like show Mm -hmm. me the ways that I'm tripping up because I think like Casey was saying like we need to realize that we're not as strong as we think we are when we're combating a lot of this stuff like the social media thing like I'm so guilty of a lot of times getting up and going on my phone and thinking, oh, it's not that bad that I'm doing it the first thing in the morning and I, I can handle it just five minutes and then I'll go do my Bible time. But once mm-hmm. we've let it in, we can be so weak to the point where the noise just, it just lingers. It stays there because we're weak and we're drawn to it again. And we've let that permeate our minds and we don't have um, God's truth or the biblical models or ways to combat it because we've let the noise in and so I think just Mm -hmm. a big part too that I was just thinking about when you were talking about that is just acknowledging that we will have a hard time with this but we also really have such awesome um, spiritual disciplines and things from God's word to help us you know discern between the noise and to um, block out the noise because we have to do that even with the good things. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental 
clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yeah, for sure. Tara, that is so good and honestly so humbling. I think even as you were talking, I was just realizing that I think for me personally, two of the biggest things that I think I have to combat in spending that time with God and in creating that space to hear his voice are two of the things that are simultaneously, I think, things that he really uses in my life. So the things we just Mm -hmm. listed, social media, you know, I use my social media to create content to encourage other people toward him. But then on the flip side of that, it can be such a huge distraction. And then also doing like doing stuff, achieving, getting things done. A lot of times it's stuff that is centered around him or creating content that's going to hopefully point people to him. But if we don't have boundaries Mm -hmm. around those things, the very things he even wants to use for good can, can pull from that time with him. Absolutely. I think we think it's really, really harmless, especially with the good things. So I guess I wanted to ask too, I just, I just thought of this, like, let's just get to the heart of it. Like, let's talk about like, why, like, what's wrong with listening to the world and what's wrong with maybe letting seemingly good things like take over our ears and our attention? Like, is there a reason why God says to listen to me alone over the world? Like, because we need to like, we as people need to know the why, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. I think that um, another favorite passage that talks about just hearing God's voice is in John 10. And it's where Jesus is talking about being the good shepherd. Um, and in verse four, he says that when he's brought out his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. And um, there's this picture painted of Jesus that he is our good shepherd, that he cares for us, that he is leading us, that he is tending to us, that he ultimately is best and wants best for us. And I think that the world or the noise that we're talking about from the world, that it's not ultimately going to lead us in that good way that Jesus is. And and his way is always going to lead ultimately to God's glory and for our ultimate good. That doesn't mean that, you know, following him is always going to be easy because a lot of times it's not, but it is the best mm-hmm. way, the most worthy way to go. And yeah. the only way we can go that way is by hearing the voice of our good shepherd who is leading us and, um, and in knowing his voice. And when we follow the world, I think it's going to leave us frazzled and hectic and potentially believing false things and allowing our opinions and our perspectives and the way that we live to be influenced by something that isn't truth. And so um, it's just a very clear split in the path. 
Yes. I love how you just made that distinction. It's like, yeah, like it's pretty cut and dry that God says Mm -hmm. that there's so many awesome things that he's given us in the world. It's like it's that battle between being in the world but not of the world. But it's just like God has given us the way everlasting. He's given us salvation. And if we love him Mm -hmm. enough, if we know how good that gift is, like why can't we trust that? the rest of the life he's given us, the way that he's called us to walk is like not the same level of good, right? I mean, like if we know that his salvation was enough, we can trust that what he's calling us to do and that he says, listen to me, like cut out the world, Mm -hmm. listen to me. We can trust that that's good if we trust that he's good and that his gift of salvation is good. And so I think just encouraging all of us and like I'm feeling really, really convicted too, knowing that like, if we're listening to God first, he will use social media and he will, he will show us how to use social media or how to interact in relationships. If we're listening to him, he will redeem those things in this world. He can use really, really good things and really, really bad things for his glory. We just have to hear from him because otherwise we're not going to know how to like you know, how to interact with the things of the world. That was so, so good, Casey. Right. Yeah. So good too. I'm just sitting here listening to you nodding. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm like fist pumping over here and like, yes, Lord. I'm so, so (laughs) thankful for like the passages you brought up too. And like, I want to go study um, John 10 and like the first Kings 19 passage again. I'm actually doing a study on Elijah right now. So that's perfect. No way. I love that. (laughs) Yes. I also feel like there have been times in my life that I've been faced with major choices, you know, between two things. And Casey, I know you have friends listening. I know you have. Maybe you're going through that right now. I even remember when I had to choose between going through public university to study medicine or leave school and pursue ministry. So like God really brought me to this point where I really needed to hear from him alone. But as Christians, we often feel intimidated by the task, right? Like, you hear the Christianese and they're like, you need to listen to God or sit and hear from God or God is the only voice you should follow. But like, we're like, where's the practical in that? Like, mm-hmm. how in the world am I supposed to know if I'm hearing God's voice or if I'm making it up? Like a lot of people, I've struggled with it too. It's like, is it just me saying this or is it God? Or is it an influence of my parents? Like, I right. right? It's like, I want to listen to God, but like, I just don't know how to cut through that and find out if it's really God. So I would love to hear from you, Casey. Um, is there a biblical model for us to actually like discern between the world's noise and the voice of God? Like, are there actually scriptures or is just God just, just t- like, just tell us to do it and not give us any practical? No, he definitely, definitely does. First of all, totally with you on all of those things. It can honestly just be really hard to know at times. Um, And I think a couple of thoughts on that. I think, first of all, similar to what we've been talking about is remembering that the voice of God will never contradict the word of God. And so I think that that's sort of the first filter we can put on it as we're trying to think through like, was this from God? Was this, you know, somebody else influencing me or or what was this, we can know right off the bat that if, you know, something that we are hearing there that we're thinking we're hearing God say that if it goes against his word, it is not his voice because God doesn't contradict himself. And so I think the most important thing is just developing that familiarity with God's word and with his voice and knowing what it sounds like so that we can be like, like the sheep that Jesus calls us in, in John 10, that we know his voice. 
But then I think also practically speaking, there's a lot of times where a decision, maybe you're, you're faced with a decision where both options are honoring to God. Maybe both mm-hmm. options are biblical. Maybe there isn't like a clear right or wrong answer and you still have to make a decision, you know? Um, and there's an analogy mm-hmm. I've used on my channel before and just talking about how I think it's a lot like a GPS, you know, if you were to punch right. in the GPS to a destination, um, then that GPS is going to route you and it's going to tell you where to go. But if you get to a point, this has happened to me before, where maybe you're out of service and the GPS isn't loading and you don't know which way to go. The reality is, is that you can pick either way and the GPS is going to reroute you, but it's going to be silent when you are stationary. Meaning if you just sit there at that fork in the road in your car and you're like, I don't know which direction to turn because the GPS hasn't loaded and I don't know what to do. Well, then you staying stationary means that that's going to continue to be silent. It's not going to tell you where to go. But if you just start making forward movement and you say, you know what, I don't know if the left turn here is the right way, but I'm just going to try it. Then even if that was the wrong turn, that GPS Mm -hmm. is going to reroute you. And I think that God oftentimes gives us a lot of that same freedom, which honestly, I hate that answer because I want to know that this is exactly what he is telling me to do and to have that confidence before I, you know, make a decision. But I think that oftentimes God maybe will allow us to open a (laughs) door and show us that two steps down that he's going to close that door, but he wanted to show us something through that process. And so um, I think that sometimes there's freedom when we're operating within decisions that are biblical and going to be honoring to God on either side. Ooh, Casey, you're bringing the best analogies and metaphors. Like, I think that's like your third or fourth one. And like, I'm here for it because I literally love how it's just like painting this picture in my mind. And it's so easy. I've never actually heard that one before. And I love the emphasis that you put on like God is going to always stick to his word. And so the closer that we follow it, the closer that we're going to know and hear his voice, that's one way that God speaks to us. And, but also just realizing that God will direct us, but he also gives us that element of free will and free choice and just going about Mm -hmm. this life. And so he's going to say, okay, are you going to be trusting me? Are you going to be waiting on me? Are you going to um, just consider my will and consider my glory in every choice you make? And so I think knowing that like, yeah, as long as it doesn't sin or cause us to sin or dishonor him or anything God wants us to take that step and he will reroute us he will as long as we're connected to him in prayer and mm-hmm. in the word because that's how he speaks to us that's how he reroutes us that is so so good yes and I find it so such encouragement too I'm in a Zoom Bible study with some friends right now. And a couple of months back, we were going through the story of Samuel. And Samuel is this great prophet in the Old Testament. And I had read through the story a bunch of times, but hadn't caught this particular thing until the last time I read it. But basically, Samuel, again, goes on to be this prophet who hears from God and literally speaks God's words to the people. Yet the very first time God ever calls him, it's in the middle of the night, he's calling to Samuel And the first two times, Samuel didn't know that it was God. And it took until the third time for Mm -hmm. him to realize that. And even then in that third time, he needed the help of Eli, who was able to realize what was happening. And 
and tell Samuel, this is God speaking to you. Mm. And so I just want to give that encouragement too, that even Samuel, who's literally one of the great prophets right. in the Old Testament, that he started off not knowing how to hear God's voice. He started off not getting it right. He needed to learn. Um, and he also needed the guidance of Eli. And it's the same with us, that mm. it's something that we can mm-hmm. learn and grow in. And, you know, sometimes we might not get it right, but abiding in him, staying connected to him. Um, again, he's going to redirect us and we're going to learn the more that we practice hearing his voice. Yes, yes. And I feel like not being afraid to to uh, make moves and to walk in God's will because I think sometimes it can be so intimidating to like even try to hear God's voice. And it's like, God, I ha- I'm in this I'm in this situation. I'm I'm struggling. I am in the pit of depression. I I'm so confused. Lord, speak to me. Mm-hmm. And then if we don't practice, like you said, practice hearing God's voice or or tune into him and really lean into time in the word and other things like that. If we don't put mm-hmm. that into practice, into daily action of some sort, we're gonna be we're gonna be stuck. We're gonna we're gonna be confused. Like Samuel, like like you said, didn't even know who it was. Like he literally thought it was someone else, like not even God. And so I think pushing past that uncomfortability or that fear of like right. not knowing how to do this, of not knowing how to hear from God and realizing that like God has literally given us everything we need for this and and just like pushing past that because it can be easy just with anything in life, I feel like, just to not do it because we're scared or we don't know how to mm. do it. So that's just like kind of a word. I'm saying it to myself too because it's just easier, like Casey said in the analogy earlier, to say stationary, yeah. but to remember that God's given us everything we need <laughs> to make decisions for life and godliness, like Second Peter 1 says. Yeah, so good. Yeah. And I, I totally struggle with that of just wanting to stay put and being almost paralyzed in making decisions and not feeling confident if it's God that's leading. Yes, um, and I just yeah. think that I've just seen so much in my life that you know, we want God to give us, or at least I want God to give me the very final outcome. And oftentimes he guides us in each step. And it's taking that one step forward and seeing how he guides in the next step. And really it's, beautiful if you think about it, because that's creating a dependency in every single step. I heard uh, somebody say one time that God hasn't given us a map for this lifetime. He's given us a guide. And if you just think about if you have, um, you know, a map or a guide, if you're on a hike, well, if you have a map, then you can just take it and run off on your own and you don't, you know, need anybody, but a guide is somebody who walks with you Mm -hmm. and is there in each step and is pointing out things about the trail that you're on as you're walking Mm -hmm. it. Whereas the map allows you to be independent, but God wants us dependent on him. And I think that that's just oftentimes how he works. Right. Exactly. Like if you think about it, like I say it all the time, like if God were to make us perfect, we wouldn't need him. And the same thing goes for this. Mm -hmm. Like if God didn't want us so dependent on him, he would literally give us probably another book or in the Bible of like literally Tara, Casey, whoever's listening, like this is what you do in this situation. But he wants us to be dependent on him. He wants us to trust him. And that comes with hearing him and just like being so willing to come to him and say, God, I'm listening. Please tell me because it like adds this element of dependence and anticipation because Mm -hmm. without it, just knowing us as humans, like we'll want to do it on our own. 
Yeah, for sure. And that's uncomfortable for us, right? Because in our sin nature, like for me, I want to feel independent. I want to feel like I can do it on my own, but that's not how I was created. And that's not ultimately where is going to be the best, you know, the best place for me to be is in complete dependence on God and recognizing that and leaning on him. Like it talks about in Proverbs, leaning not on my own understanding, Mm -hmm. but acknowledging him in everything and letting him lay out that path before me. Exactly, exactly. It kind of leads me into this too. Before we get into the practical, let's kind of unpack the word discernment because Mm -hmm. we're also talking today about, you know, how to hear, but also how to discern God's voice. So what like, what does the Bible say discernment is and how can we actually, um, instead of like, because there's a difference between making decisions and then discerning decisions. So let's kind of unpack that word. Yeah, for sure. So discernment is essentially talking about perceiving or being able to judge things well um, and just, you know, Mm -hmm. almost being able to sort of divide between two things or to to discern. I feel like I keep trying to define the word by saying the word. Um, You're good. It works. It works. (laughs) Deciphering between two decisions and just being able to tell um, which is which. And I think of the analogy of like counterfeit money. I wasn't trying to do another analogy, but I guess here we go. Um, When people... When people are learning to, when people who are trained to be able to spot counterfeit money, um, they don't gain that training by studying the fake money because fake money is constantly changing and counterfeit money today is probably different than what it looked like five years ago, but real Mm -hmm. money is real and it is true. And so they learn and they get that training by studying the real thing because the more acquainted they are with what real money looks like and feels like and, um, and you know all of its properties and characteristics the more Mm -hmm. easily they're going to be able to spot something that isn't and so i think that's sort of what i think of when i think of discerning is if we've got something that is true and is real and it is the voice of god versus the noise of the world or culture or whatever whatever that noise may be then it's learning to differentiate between those two by having that familiarity with that which is real and that is the voice of god and his Mm -hmm. truth as laid out to us in his word yeah I guess it just comes back to that very first passage you mentioned, Romans 12 too, like conforming mm-hmm. to Christ and his word and literally holding everything up in life, your phone, your relationships, politics, mm-hmm. government, literally holding everything up to the Bible and God's truth and measuring it. Like think of it as a measuring stick and say, okay, where does this line mm-hmm. up with what God says? And like Casey said, I love, I love, love, love that analogy of the money, knowing that like the more you know the real, the easier you're going to be like to spot the fake. And I guess mm-hmm. it just comes down to knowing God's word well and making his word and spending time with him more of a priority than anything else in our lives. Mm-hmm. And you may be saying, okay, Tara, Casey, like I get it, but like I have a busy life. I, I go to school every day. I work nine to five. I, you know, I have mm-hmm. a family. I'm a mom. Like how in the world can I do that? But I feel like it just comes down to prioritizing him in your day, however that looks like for you. And yeah like roping him in, that sounds funny, but like including him in every moment of your day through constant prayer, through conversations, through worship music, through spending your 10-minute break reading the Bible for five minutes on your phone or listening to a podcast or just something like letting him continue on past the first 20 minutes of your Bible time in the morning. I'm really guilty of that too, but just like I need to prioritize God more than that. Like it's good to make Jesus a priority in the first part of your day to do your Bible time, but keep him, keep him with you. Keep that conversation open. Like don't hang up the phone 
another analogy. (laughs) (laughs) I love it though. Um, I just have been thinking lately about prayer and how it's just like our prayer with God, we're like we're encouraged constantly in verses like first Thessalonians five and all those other verses about like praying without ceasing prayer, meaning a conversation with God, a time to be intimate with him and to make requests and to praise, but like to not hang up that phone, think of it as a mm-hmm. phone call with so God good. and don't press end. Once you've asked him for everything you need in the day or for help on your test, don't press end, keep the phone open, keep your earbuds in all day, um, <laughs> keep the line open. And when you're in the middle of something in a situation, you want to praise him, you want to ask him for something literally just pick up the phone and talk to him again pick up that metaphorical phone and talk to him again <laughs> yes i love that it's it's crazy to me how often i forget that i can do that and how often i yeah. catch myself thinking like you know i have a thought or something i'm worried about or something i want to pray through and i catch myself saying like i'll file that away until you know quiet time tomorrow morning and to journal yes. about it yes. and remembering like no i don't have to wait until tomorrow right. morning like he is with me right now. I can talk to him right now. And maybe it is in the middle of that busy work day. And I don't have time to sit there and journal it out for 20 minutes. But I can mm-hmm. talk to him right there in my desk right there as I'm, you know, changing the laundry over or whatever. Yes. And to kind of bring it back here to the analogy you had of human relationships, like when you are dating someone or in a relationship with someone, you might have a once a week where you do a date night. And it is this devoted Mm -hmm. time to spending intentional time together. But if that's all you had, then it wouldn't be a very good relationship. So you're probably going to have a date night or see each other however many times a week. But then you're also going to be texting throughout the day. And it's, you know, not a ton of super meaningful, probably relationship is happening in those texts, but it's a an easier way to just stay connected throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And we need both. And it's the same with God. We need that dedicated time in the morning, but then to also stay connected and communing with him throughout our day. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Like sometimes it's like the stupidest stuff you text about. Yeah. And I like honestly text about some of the dumbest things, but it's like, I think it just kind of points to like just letting God have every part of you. And that comes back Mm -hmm. to just keeping that relationship open because the more you know him, the more you commune with him, the Mm -hmm. clearer you're going to hear his voice. So I would love to end this episode, get super practical. I know Casey, you've talked about a lot already about some practical ways, but I'm excited to see what God has for us, the two of us here, but then also everyone listening, like let's get practical from God's word. And um, let's just talk about some ways that um, we can all walk away from this episode, knowing how to hear God's word or how to pursue it. And um, actually also answer the question, like, is God's voice, like hearing God's voice, is it limited to his audible voice or are there other ways that we can actually hear him? Yeah, for sure. I think um, like we've been talking about, I think the, the most fail safe way we can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's God speaking to us is his word. And so I think that Mm -hmm. he absolutely can speak through other things. I think that many times he's used people in my life to speak into my life or um, circumstances, kind of like we were talking about with the GPS analogy, just sometimes God will clearly open and close doors and we can know that he's directing us in a certain way through that. But I think that all of sort of these other things or even um, hearing from him as we're praying or, or whatever, all of these must be first anchored and rooted in his word. Mm-hmm. Because again, that nothing he says is going to contradict that. And so, um, you know, I think sometimes that we're looking for him to give us a specific word on something when he's given us his word. And and if you yeah. had a friend who lived long distance, who you couldn't talk to and you're like, man, I just want to hear from this friend, but they had written you this letter and you weren't reading the letter. 
mm-hmm. um, it'd be like, well, do you want to hear from them? Because they've given you this whole letter. And and I say that to myself too, because there are times I neglect God's word. Um, but I think just practically for me, sometimes it's having to put my phone on airplane mode when I wake up in the morning, because I do exactly what you said, Tara. If I tell myself sometimes like, oh, just five minutes, let me right. check everything. And then you just get roped in. And so um, sometimes I have to even, you know, put it on airplane mode the night before and put it on the other side of the room. So when I wake up, I know I'm just using it to pull up my commentary app or whatever. Um, And then practicing other spiritual disciplines, I think taking some time to do silence and solitude and fasting, whether that be traditionally from food or a type of food, or from social media, I try to Mm just when I'm noticing myself get too wrapped up in it, just sometimes take a day where I'm completely off of it. But I think things like that are helping to block out some of the noise a little bit and create some of that space so that we can really talk to God and hear from him. Yep, exactly. And I just kept hearing this word over and over again when Casey was just bringing all that truth and it's discipline. Like, guys, this isn't easy. Mm -hmm. Like, we are literally not perfect at this. Like, we're saying it, but we struggle with it every single day. I literally did it this morning, honestly. I literally was on my phone for (laughs) 30 minutes before I touched my Bible, and then I was a little bit distracted. And then it was hard for me because I was sitting there with my Bible study. I'm like, okay, God, I know. I'm excited about this. But, like, I just filled my mind up with so much other distraction, and now I can't, like, hear from you. Like, I know you're there. I just Mm – I put up this block. And so – it's it's hard you guys it's it takes discipline but it also takes a lot of prayer and just relying mm-hmm. on the holy spirit because you can do it but if we settle into the into the lie that we can't because we've already messed up or i already picked up my phone this morning we're not going to go any further we need to like literally just be honest and say god i need your help like i think we mm-hmm. i forget about it too i forget about how powerful it is just to like in that moment be like god i need your help i and really struggling like pray and ask God because remember if you're in Christ God's giving you everything you need and so mm-hmm. it sounds harsh but there's no excuses anymore and we can we can fulfill this we can hear God's voice we just need to be willing to do our part which is kind of hard to say but it's true I'm speaking to myself yeah no for it's so good I need to hear no, it I do too <laughs> well Casey <laughs> that was such an encouragement to my heart and I feel just so equipped with God's word and some practical tips just to be even better and more mindful about hearing God's word. And I just want to say thank you. I know how deeply you prepare. I love all of your YouTube videos. I love everything that you create for the Lord and for his people. And I know, I just know how much you spend um, praying and writing and um, just planning things out. So I wanted to say thank you. I loved this conversation. I just want to honor you in that. And Also, before we wrap this up, I loved every minute. I would love for you to share um, some of your social media platforms or anything that you have going so that our lovely listeners can follow you. Yeah. First of all, before I do that, I just have to say thank you and right back at you, Tara. I think adding to what I said about just practical things that we can do, you know, we talked about um, taking a break or stepping away from social media or having boundaries on it. But even in that, when you're on social media to just be really mindful of the people that you're following, because I know with you and your content, every time you post, whether it's a podcast or an Instagram or stories or a feed post, whatever, your content is continually encouraging me 
to desire spending that time with God to get into his word. And I know that it's mm. having that impact on so many other people as well. I don't know if you've ever done this where it's like somebody posts a picture of a cookie and you're like, oh, I deserve a cookie. I, I want to go eat a cookie. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you just see it and you're like, I want that. Mm. And I think with you, your page is doing that, except for it's pushing people to God. Mm. And and so within that, um, I just also want to give that encouragement to to fill your feed and to fill your life yes, with people who yeah. are also going to point you in that direction. Um, and you do that so well, Tara. And you do too. That's why I want everyone to hear your socials and get on board. <laughs> Seriously, I want to honor you in that. So well, just share where we can connect with you. Yeah, well, thank you. It's Casey Nicole on all of the platforms. So Instagram, YouTube, and that's K-A-C-I, um, Nicole. And yeah, those are the two main platforms. I'm also on Facebook, but I mean, it's mainly Instagram and YouTube. So right. you can come find me there. Yes, perfect. I will always have Casey's socials and everything you need linked below so you can go easily go follow her, go do any of her YouTube Bible studies, check out her reels. You guys, again, we cannot stress enough how important it is to find these people online, especially because we're all online. And so follow Casey. You're going to love it. Nothing more biblically rooted. So Casey, I love you so much, friend. I cannot thank you enough for talking with me today. Love you. And thank you so much for having me. I loved this.